gorgeous listeners, welcome back. So happy to be back with you. Alan, how the hell are you? Baruch <laughs> Hashem. Is there a version of that question that I could ask you to which you would not respond, Baruch Hashem? Just hypothetically Why would speaking. you want to ask me a question but which I wouldn't respond, Baruch Hashem? Touche. Touche. All right. Excellent. Fantastic. So I am super excited to talk demons and Passover, Pesach. Yeah. Is okay. this what we're diving into today? Being that we are in the season. Yeah. Um, that'd be great. Okay. So uh, what you got for us? So, uh, yeah. So Pesach is a big one for Shadim. There's a yeah. lot of Shadim stuff related to Pesach specifically. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do all of it. No, <laughs> we're not going to get to cover <laughs> all of it. However, I do think we should revisit it. Um, there are three main things that I want to at least touch on in this episode. OK. Um, one is related to matzah. OK. One is re- which is the mitzvah of the Seder night. One of the mitzvahs of Seder night. Yes. To eat matzah. Mm-hmm. Four cups. Another Seder mitzvah. Nice. And also this idea called Lil Shimurim, mm. which is more general, but it's the night of protection in English, you could say, yeah. and um, what that could possibly mean. Mm-hmm. So um, this sounds like both a manageable list and something that's going to be highly relevant to all of our listeners' Seder experiences. <laughs> I'm I, so excited. I hope you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Should they have those experiences? If not. It, it feels way unmanageable to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, without further ado, right. let's a demon. Uh, okay. I went there. Right. Go ahead. Um, so, let's start with matzah, I guess. That's a good place to start. Um, uh, we have a really interesting Gemara in Masechtis uh, Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Talmudic tractate of, of New Year. Of Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Yes. But um, there, if anybody knows anything about the Gemara, knows it doesn't always stick to topic. The Gemara could care less topic. what the tractate is called. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so they end up talking about Pesach in in on Daf Kafches Amar Aleph, twenty eight page one. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Alan saw one. my eyes get real big, <laughs> <laughs> like doing the counting in my head. Twenty eight. I was just going to say that. Um, Yes. So here's the question. Uh, obviously, it's a mitzvah to eat matzah on Pesach, a certain amount at the Seder night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question is, generally regarding mitzvahs, does it count if you're forced to do the mitzvah? Oh, right? OK. And so without going too much into the, that larger topic, the question gets brought up. What if somebody is forced to eat matzah on Pesach, does it, does, oh it, God. does it matter? Does it mean that they've fulfilled their mitzvah? Yeah. Uh, how could one possibly be forced to eat matzah on Pesach? Wow, I have so many images <laughs> in my head right now, but you tell me yours. By a shade. Ah. <laughs> right. um, Wait, what is a shade doing forcing you to do a mitzvah? Um, well, one possible reason would be to prevent you from getting the the schar for that mitzvah, forgetting that it wouldn't count. In other words... Oh, that devious little punk. Wait, so <laughs> they're they're forcing you to do a mitzvah, but because it's you're forced. forced to do it, the points for that mitzvah don't count? Kind That's of. That's some underhanded, passive-aggressive BS, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. So, so um, 
Right. So that's 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 brought up in the in the Gemara there, and it actually extends to um, the difference between being forced by an outside force, quote unquote force, okay, such as a shade, versus a shade would be. Um, able to infiltrate one to the point where they are their mind is not clear it's basically making them uh, what's called a shaita which is a halachic term a for drunk something. no not drunk insane oh um yeah my bad okay yeah um or uh you know yeah not not in not control in your, of their not in faculties. your right mind faculties yeah yes wow um that's what a shade could do and then it would mess up the whole mitzvah thing um oh. yeah so uh so that's that's with regard to matzah just it brought it's brought up in the example that we get is from eating matzah on the seder night which is the mitzvah fascinating okay yes. um next i want to talk a little bit about uh this idea of lil shimurim yeah and um it's a slightly larger topic but uh then right. the, the 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 last one is even larger. Okay, so but what is this? Leil Shimorim is not the most familiar term. So sure, sure. A uh, little context, my dear. Sure, Leil Shimorim, the night of protections, mm-hmm. is one way to pronounce uh, to translate it. Yeah, and basically, it's a new Netflix special. Thing. So it comes from the it comes we the we have a source in the Gemara um, again, but this is a Masechtas Pesachim, so mm-hmm. we're talking in the tractate of Pesachs. Yeah. Um, so it's a, uh, um, it's a uh, Rav Nachman in there is Amar Rav Nachman Karl Leil Shimurim Leil Amishumar, um, and then he says Uva Mina Mazikin. So he's saying like this, um, the the Torah calls it a Leil Shimurim. That's from calls the Pesach. Seder night. Seder night Leil Shimurim, a night okay. of protections. Okay. Actually, in that same pasuk. Um, that's in chapter 12 of Exodus. Um, it's, it, uses, it uses the word shimurim twice. Okay. So there are a number of reasons given for why it's called a night of protections. Mm-hmm. One is actually historical. So um, it's given, it's brought down that, um, for example, uh, Hanania, Michelle, and, Azari, and Azariah in the, um, uh, were protected from the uh, Kivshana Eish, from the, the furnace. Um, there was a prophets. I, I, you know, it's a great story. I <laughs> recommend everybody go learn. I don't want to talk about it too much right now. Okay. That happened on, on Pesach night. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, Daniel and Goiva Arais, our, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, also happened on Pesach night. Yeah. Um, so they were all protected. It's a Leil of Shimurim, right? Um, hmm. It's a night of protections and that sort of thing. Okay. Um there's a, a long-held tradition among some some Jews to uh, n- unlock and open all of their doors all night that night um, of their homes, um, waiting for Eliyahu to come. So that way, when Eliyahu comes, they just bolt at that moment. Just they can leave quicker. They don't have right. to worry about unlocking the doors. Right. There should be a seamless, frictionless move from whatever nonsense world we're living in now to the era of Mashiach. Correct. Um, no so leave the doors unlocked. Right. So that, so that's, hmm. um, and, oh, and open. And open. Um, and the idea is that we have a, uh, a aura, so to speak, of protection that is special to that particular night. Right. We'll be covered. Right. Yeah. But like I just mentioned, says, says Rav Nachman, actually it's called so because we're protected from mazikin, which again Ooh. are a kind of shade. 
Okay. And or a cast of shade, um, mm-hmm. which we talked about in previous episodes as well. Yeah. But basically, um, this actually manifests uh, the Machzor Vitri, uh, which is one of the oldest uh, Sidurim known. Um, the Machzor Vitri? Yeah, liturgical texts that the, the oldest liturgical okay. texts. Um mentions in it that we have um there's a commentary on the liturgy anyway um they uh mentions in it that so at night traditional jews say shema Mm -hmm. along with a whole bunch of other stuff right and the whole bunch of other stuff so there's shema and there's a special bracha called hamapio and you say those things okay and then you say all these other things various yeah, verses and psalms and right, and there's different traditions around kind of what the packaging is around that. Right, the, sure. Um, more kabbalistic, less kabbalistic, different nusach, whatever, different kinds of things. But um, sure. But there's all this other stuff that's there. Says the Machzor Vitri that the whole point of those other th- the the fluffy stuff around the yeah the, the padding sh- the Shema and the and the Birkas Amapil yeah is to protect against shading. Okay. So, says the Machzor and also m- many Sidurim will have this included, that on um, Pesach night, mm-hmm. one is only required to say Birkas Mapil and the Shema itself. Oh. Because we're protected from shading. We don't so have to worry about it. So you can leave the Shema out there just naked and vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> without all of the extra liturgical packaging because you're already inside of this bubble of Leil Shimorim. Right. Cool. That's a cool place to start. Let's take a break. Okay, shade throwers. I was informed during our break that by Alan that <laughs> quote now we're going to get into the cool stuff <laughs> so it's all cool let's, but it is it is which which makes me wonder what you've got in your pocket now to level up from there um okay okay so um we have this concept again brought in that same sort of section it goes on for like three dots it's like it's a ton of stuff so I don't want to like that's what I meant before by we should definitely revisit this in, in later yeah. episodes. But one of the, the concepts that's brought up in Nisachas Psachim is this concept of zugois, which means zugot right. of pairs, pairs specifically, like AI e- pairs, not EA. Yes, not the fruit, <laughs> right? Which is delicious. But but even speci- even more specifically, um, even numbers. Not just okay. pairs, but even numbers. Mm-hmm. In general... Oh, yeah. There's a whole shtick about even numbers. That's Well, guess where we get that from? Okay. Well, Pesach. say what the shtick is. The shtick is... The, <laughs> the, the rabbis don't like even numbers. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's it, it, a problem with even numbers, huh? So, actually, it's, it's relevant, right? So, um, uh, the concept of one mm-hmm. versus the concept of two. So, if you have... And then two ruins it for all the other even numbers. Basically. Wow. Right. Slippery slope. Because if you start if you start with one, yeah, then the, and you stick with one, right? Then that's all there is is one, and, you're and, good. That, and that's what we want. We want one. We're monotheists. We want Hashem Echad. That's yes. it. Just one. Amen. Um. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then you st- as soon as you move on to two, right? 
God knows how oh <laughs> how far you're gonna go after that. Okay. So right. it starts with this. So idea they're averse to even numbers, even though there's ten commandments and forty days and all kinds of even things. Well, right. So, so, no, yeah. so no, that's that's excellent. It's all brought up in this Gemara. Why ten is okay? Oh. Ten is okay. Ten is okay. And I assume forty. Um, that one shows up a lot. Well, right. So so it's so, but hold on. <laughs> it's like, we're, please we're, let me get to the <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the thing. Go ahead, get to the thing. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, there are certain the, the Gemara lists a uh, number of things that a certain should not do in pairs or in even numbers. Okay. Um, one of them is eating and drinking, right? Okay. So, asks the Gemara, how is it possible that there's a mitzvah on Seder night to drink four cups of wine? Four Fair is one question. of those. Problem right. numbers, right? It is. Because so, it's two twice. Right. Good Lord. You can, and, and, and it's a problem because there's another concept that we have that a person shouldn't put oneself in harm's way. And um, that's also brought up in the Gemara there. Okay. Which um, you would be doing by doing things in even numbers? By drinking four cups of wine. Oh, Absolutely. well, yeah. Specifically, I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, yeah. You, right? Um, um, it, it's putting someone in harm's way if you drink four cups of wine anyway okay um to the point where um and this is what what i kind of meant by the cool stuff because i know you you dig this stuff okay uh so there's a there's a uh uh an amara named rav yosef okay um and he says this is very interesting amar rav yosef amar li yosef sheda so yes, yeah, so, so um, right. Joe the demon. Joe the demon shows up, but it's very. It's, what I think is fascinating is that usually when you have this verb verbiage mm-hmm. in the Gemara, it's somebody quoting in the name of another person, right? Another and usually rav. another, yeah, another, another rav, another like a teacher, a scholar, a mentor, yeah, right. Not so much a demon, right? So so Amar of Yosef Amar Li, he says to me, or Yosef Shada said to me, mm-hmm. right. Um, the question is, Malka de Shedi, who is the king of the the, the, the Shedim? Ashmedai. Ashmedai Malka de Shedi, right? So uh, uh, the Ashmedai, the king of the demons, is appointed over all who do these certain things in pairs. So Ashmedai oh. is in charge. So that's how bad it is to do things in pairs. So um, basically saying if you do things in pairs, then Ashmedai is your king? No, then Ashmedai is the one who's in charge of making sure that you get harmed. Oh, um, okay. Right? Um, He's meeting out the punishment. But, says Yosef Sheda, yeah. that being a king, he's not considered a harmful spirit at all. Mm, what? Right. Um, I'm skipping the Aramaic. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Because of time purposes. Um, but, um, and therefore, a person wouldn't have to be afraid. Of doing things in pairs. You look confused. I do. I do. This is the sound of my confused face. Yes. Wait, so we've established that doing things in pairs is not a good idea. And um, that Ashmedai is in charge of meeting out the punishment for those who do things in pairs. But because he is a king, he is not an evil spirit. So you're all good with doing things in pairs. What was the but, point of this argument? But, okay, but, yes. Sorry, I'm with you. Remember your source. Okay, I'm remembering. Who's the source? No, I don't remember. Joseph Shada. Oh. Oh, 
Is he pulling one over on me? So there is another He's such opinion. such a smooth talker. Right. <laughs> I'm sitting here having a couple glasses of wine with Joe the demon. And he's all like, don't worry about it. Right. A king <sighs> is not a harmful spirit. What are you talking about? A king can do whatever they want. Oh, so my confused face was right. Yes. A See, king may breach the I fence of an individual in order to form often. a pass for himself. And none may protest his actions. Uh-huh. I'm reading an English translation. Yes. Um, um, gathered that from the English. Thank you. Yes. Um, and so, of course, the king of the Shadim has can do whatever they want. <laughs> he wants. Right. Um, it, to anybody He's who does actions in clearly benign. Yes. Okay. But then comes Rav Papa. Right? Okay. Rav Papa also spoke with Yaisov Sheda. Yes. He sits down at the bar with everybody and is like, guys, don't listen to Joe. Um, and this is what Yaisov Sheda told Rav Papa. Mm-hmm. Ready for this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's he spouting to Papa? <laughs> um, Basre Katlina, if he drinks two, we kill him. <laughs> I'm sorry, that escalated. Arba like Katlinan, if he drinks four, we don't kill him. But Arba Mazikinan, then we just harm him. We being Shadim. Okay. Right? Um, so this is Yosef Shada talking to Rav Papa. And saying, if someone drinks two, then we, the demons, kill that person. But if they drink four, then we just like maim them a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is some straight up Sopranos shit <laughs> right here. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's, 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 uh, there's also so what? much more. <laughs> Wait, so what's the time here? So like if I drink two and I'm like, I intend to drink more, are they going to come and kill me? There's a, it's right there. It's all about what's, what's in, uh, the very next part of that is there's a difference between two and four. Yeah. Right. So um, whether a person drinks two cups on purpose or accidental or on, 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 you know, not realizing that they're drinking two cups uh-huh. um, doesn't matter. They harm the shadim harm, harm the person. Right. Um, but with regard to four, which again, Seder night, we drink four cups of wine. Right. Um, if he does so intentionally, yes, then he gets harmed by the shadim. But if he does so not intentionally, no, he won't be harmed by the shadim even. Okay. So, so, <laughs> No, it's. I mean, I wasn't even intending to go into all that, but um, but it's really it's relevant, right? Because it's for yeah. It's too late. You're in too deep, Alan. This is um. There's no getting out of it at this point. So right. So, just to backtrack a, a little bit, we don't have to worry about four cups of wine on Seder night at all. Right. So the because, whole argument is moot. Because yes, Leil Shimurim. Right. But it's so not moot. It's not moot. It's not moot because place. any other night of the year, oh. you could eat, you could drink in pairs, and then you want to know if that's what if you're putting yourself in harm's way, right? But uh, so the, the the reason why we it's okay on Saturday night is because it's a little shimurim, mm-hmm. and yeah, okay. So basically, I, if you run into Joe the Demon at the bar and he starts spouting off about all this nonsense, you just declare yourself the designated driver and be done with it. It depends how many of you had it. <laughs> There's one of the things it says in the Gemara. Uh, uh, wait, um, I gotta find who it is. Um, one of the, uh, yeah, Abaya. Abaya is a is a is an Amira. Okay. Abaya would drink as a as a child. I assume would drink um, one cup, and his mother would immediately put two more cups in his hands so that he wouldn't 
accidentally just take one more drink, one more cup. As a as a child? I hope. Um, <laughs> what do you not, mean you hope? It's not clear. Um, uh-huh. But um, There's a whole other like <laughs> discussion here about underage drinking and <laughs> but OK. Well, no. OK, so that's fair. But at the at the time, no, at the time it wasn't safe to drink water in a lot of parts of the world sure they would always drink wine it would be very diluted yes but it was safer and so okay fine and besides i think it might even apply to water i have to look at it again um but like the idea is oh because it's more about the number than the correct the whatever you're imbibing correct okay this was cool i'm excited for pesach oh good yay we should probably stop podcasting and go clean (laughs) okay (laughs) thanks alan All right, shade throwers, we have gone a little bit over time and we legit have to clean for Passover. (laughs) So we did get a couple of really great listener questions in and we do not have time to address them this week, but we will get to them probably in several weeks after Passover once we recovered. So apologies if it's a little bit of a wait, but we love your questions. Please keep them coming. You guys are the best. Um, But we'll close out with an action item. And just say that Chag Sameach, everybody, if you're celebrating Passover, if you're with the Jews that you love in your life who are celebrating Passover, (laughs) it should be wonderful. It should be meaningful. um, It should bring you joy and a sense of rejuvenation and freedom that we so desperately deserve and need and that we're ready for. And so just have a have a great, happy, healthy, wonderful holiday. We wish you all the best. Amen. Amen. Catch you next time, everybody. This has been Throwing Shade, Better Living Through Jewish Demonology. We'll see you next time.